Today, we'll bring our own special love-struck twist to Memorial Day with a whole bunch of military romances. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring love stories to your eardrums each and every weekday. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, Sarah. You know, for a lot of people, Memorial Day means a day off. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of sales on appliances. I have been told that many refrigerators are on sale. Judging by my inbox, all of them are on sale. But for me, as a a Jewish person, Memorial Day and Labor Day are actually wedding weekends. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I got married on Memorial Day weekend because traditionally you don't get married on Saturday. That's the Mm -hmm. Sabbath until after sundown. And if you're talking about spring and summer, that's kind of late. So a lot of Jewish weddings are on the Sunday of a three-day weekend. So my mm. sister-in-law was married Memorial Day weekend. We've been to many Labor Day weekends on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. And I was married on Memorial Day weekend in 2000. So for me, uh. there's this there's this sort of, you know, weird sort of dichotomy between remembering sacrifice and, and, mm. and thinking about people who have died and then also celebrating marriages and unions. Mm. Yeah. It kind of works. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. And happy early or happy anniversary-ish. I know that. <laughs> Wait, is it is it this Friday? No, it's not on no, Memorial it's Day the, this week. No, it moves around. So my anniversary yeah, is May, May 28th. So oh, May, 28th, okay, May 28th, I will be married okay. 22 years. Aww. This is what happens when you're bad at math and you get married in the year 2000. You always know how long you've been married. Well, our focus today is military romances. But I also want to help answer the ongoing question about different romance subgenres because military romance is a massive subgenre. There are many, many different forms of military romance. There's a lot of Navy SEALs. <laughs> there are, I will know, more Navy SEALs in romance than there are actual living Navy SEALs. This is true. So there is... So many. And if you are Sandra Hill, and if Sandra Hill is listening to this podcast. Hi, Sandra. Thank you, Sandra Hill. Sandra Hill wrote The Very Virile Viking, which is one of my absolute favorite time travel Viking romances. But she also wrote, and I am not joking, Mm -hmm. Vampire Viking Navy Seal Mm -hmm. Angels, Mm -hmm. which is truly a a a veritable cornucopia of romance tropes. Mm -hmm. It's like if magnetic poetry... Just fell on the ground. Yes. And she was like, like, I need yep. some hero types. Let me just yep. gather all the magnets and put them in this one heroic just type. Throw them. And the thing about <laughs> military characters is that they are a very quick shorthand for a lot of very specific heroic archetypes. Honesty, nobility, bravery, dedication, loyalty, that kind of thing. So the, the minute you, f- you funnel that into a character type, the military hero or heroine fulfills all of those types. It's a very quick shorthand. Yes. Very, very quick. Um, And it's usually like a like it's a tough guy. It's like a tough man's man. Yeah. Type of guy. And there are many, many uh, category romances or Harlequin romances with military characters. Very, very many. It is unfortunately not my favorite (laughs) subgenre. It's not mine either. (laughs) Unfortunately, because 
Because the, there are so many, if I liked them, and I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you, if there were more va- Viking, vampire, Navy SEAL, angel characters, I would read those. But there are not many because, well, Sandra Hill is writing them all, bless her. But I, you know, as much as I wish it were a genre that I liked because there are so many examples, alas, it is not my most favorite. Yeah, I think I think for me, it's just military romances, police romances. I just like the hero archetype. It's complicated. My feelings towards the entire complex are complicated. It's complicated. It's one of those things where I can't quite shut my brain off. I did used to. I feel like in my 20s, I was able to. I think I even wrote a cop hero at some point. But like, I just can't now shut my brain off and and enjoy it. And I think that that's true for a lot of people like where, you know, and there's nothing wrong, you know, there's nothing wrong with those, you know, writing that and people who love it. And it's just, I think for me, it's just difficult. And you put it a perfect way. It's hard to shut your brain off. Yeah. And that's one thing that is so essential in contemporary romances. If, if I, as a reader cannot shut my brain off, I cannot read it. Because mm-hmm. it is set in today's world. So there's no way that you can kind of get around the realities of today's world, at least for me. Uh, and, and I know that that's what makes it so hard for me to write it. Like, it, it is one of the hardest things I think I write. I don't know why I keep doing it book after book. Mm-hmm. But it is it is hard to world build in a world that already exists. So I respect people who do it well. Well, whatever your opinions on military romance as a genre... I have some truly beautiful real-life queer romance stories about people who found love in a very unlikely setting. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. First story to bring you today, Alicia. This adorable couple were both World War II veterans, and they got married in the veterans' home. John Banvard and Jerry Nadeau met for the first time in 1993, but did not know that they were both gay. They're both veterans. John served in World War II and Jerry served in Vietnam. And slowly, over the course of their friendship, they came out to each other and they were partners for 25 years. And they moved into a veteran's nursing home, much to the confusion of their fellow veterans, because they both remembered people being confused by their relationship and what they meant to each other. And they decided to make it very clear. After three years of living together in the nursing home, they got married. And guess what they served at their reception? Hot dogs. What an awesome reception meal. That's cute. They were both very much in the sort of final act of their lives. I mean, Mm -hmm. why not have the reception meal that you want in that case? Yeah. And both men expected backlash after their nuptials, but they received exactly none. In fact, they both remember a beautifully grounding moment in their relationship in which a veteran's home acquaintance introduced them as a family. Oh, that's so nice. When Jerry asked John what it would have been like if they had never met, John said, quote, I would have continued being lonely. I'd have been absolutely lost. Aww. Similarly, there's a story of two people who fell in love during the Afghanistan war during the peak of the don't ask, don't tell era. Mm. And one of the things that I find very tricky, not tricky, but difficult to explain to my own children is how very quickly but very difficult it was to change the attitude towards queer relationships. Yeah. I mean, when... When Adam and I got married 22 years ago, gay marriage was not legal. 
And mm-hmm. we pledged when we got married, uh, part of our vows to each other was that we would donate to the Lambda Marriage Defense Fund every year on oh. our anniversary until queer people could be married as well. That's lovely. And we didn't know this, but our photographers had a gay son who couldn't get married. And um, the photographer said, there are a couple of your pictures that are really blurry and we're going to take them out. But it was because I was crying. So we made our photographers oh. cry. That's so nice. So here is another story that might make you a little, a little teary. Uh-oh. At the age of 20, Mike Rudolph joined the U.S. Marine Corps in the height of Don't Ask, Don't Tell the Armed Forces, which was a terrible policy. Whew, was mm-hmm. that not great? Not yeah. long after returning home from his first deployment, he met Neil Rafferty, a civilian, in a chat room. Ooh, this is very retro. <laughs> now I'm, I'm hearing the romantic tones of the AOL Instant Messenger yeah. song in my head. <laughs> Their relationship escalated quickly. And the couple knew they were falling in love within their first week of correspondence. And they said, I love you over the phone. This is so delightfully retro. In their first in-person meeting, they kissed in Rudolph's parents' driveway, although they made sure his parents were not watching. I do remember that act. Before heading into the woods in his truck for a romantic evening. They laid in the truck bed and looked at the stars. And they knew they were both in love, despite it being technically their first date. Not long after... Rudolph discovered he was being sent back to Iraq in just a month. They spent every day together wanting to make the most of what would be a very definite time limit together. And they did spend every moment together. And on the day Rudolph was set to leave, he remembers sobbing in his mother's arms and not being able to tell her why he was so upset. Now, for those who don't know, the Don't Ask, Don't Tell law banned gay people from serving openly in the armed forces. This was still very much in effect while the two were in a long-distance relationship to the point that Rafferty signed his letters as Lisa in case they were intercepted. When Rudolph came back from his second tour, Rafferty said the next time he went to Iraq, he wasn't going alone. And so Rafferty joined the Marines as well so they could be together. And they were in the infantry in the same unit. And if you know anything about Marine boot camp, that's a really big commitment. Wow. That is a huge commitment. And while the couple never served in Iraq or in combat, they did both serve overseas while Don't Ask, Don't Tell was in effect and managed to escape with only a few people finding out about their relationship. Don't Ask, Don't Tell has since been overturned. Thank goodness. And Rafferty even ran for office in Alabama in 2018 and won a seat in the legislature. He was the very first openly gay man in his state to do so. And that was the year they eloped. They hope to have a fully celebratory wedding after the pandemic with their fellow Marines in attendance. And I have one more story, and then I have a a true story from my world. And now we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because the story will continue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. One more story. These two women met on the first day of Armed Forces Orientation. Megan Turner and Val Hill, they met in the ladies' room. I mean, I've met a lot of friends in the ladies' room. I completely understand. Oh, yeah. The ladies' room is the best place to make friends. Or more than friends, I guess. There is no more welcoming and affirming person than mm-hmm. the drunk girl in the ladies' room mm-hmm. who wants to tell you how fabulous your dress is. Yeah, yeah. The most compliments I've ever gotten. And then if your dress has pockets, that's it. Oh, You're yeah. best friends for life. Yeah. So they met in the ladies' room because they accidentally switched hats. To this day, because it happened so many times, I remember thinking how odd it was, said Megan. Don't Ask, Don't Tell had been repealed, but they were still very concerned about someone finding out about them, and they did not actually kiss until their last night in training. Quote, ironically, we did get accused of having sex during our time there when we'd never even shared a physically intimate moment like even a cuddle or a kiss, said Turner. They did sneak into each other's bunks at night, but just to talk. Despite having to deal with some homophobia, they were able to persevere in their love, and now they've been together for five years and celebrated their second wedding anniversary. One Reddit user commented, I love, I love the lovely Reddit comments, quote, Cupid's arrows missed the first few times, so he messed with your hats until your destiny was realized. Oh, it's <laughs> <was> like poetry. <laughs> so Adam and I have a friend we went to high school with who was mm-hmm. the center on our high school football team and was in ROTC and joined the Navy hmm. out of college. There were a lot of indications that he might be gay, but he was in the military, so we didn't ask. This was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Well, it turns out that he and his now husband had gotten married before he was sent overseas on a specific security deployment. 
And we were like, oh, it's oh, I'm so glad that, you know, his his boyfriend is with him. But I didn't know they were married. They came back to the States and they had an actual party. And because gay marriage had been legalized and because Don't Ask, Don't Tell had been overturned, this was the year that we knew we were moving to D.C. And they had their wedding and reception on base in the officers club here in D.C. Their absolutely adorable dog was the flower girl. And they were married and they had the party on the base in the officers club. And my friend's commanding officer outdanced all of us. I have never seen a better dancer in my life. And it was so wild to be at a gay wedding in the officers club on on base. It was amazing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. It was one of the best parties I've ever been to. That's amazing. So, Alicia, before we head out to buy refrigerators and have a barbecue. (laughs) And mattresses. Yeah. And mattresses. Don't forget the mattress sales. What is your love to go? I think it's that you should be open to new relationships in the ladies' bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're totally right about that. And I have to say, I have loved, despite my ambivalence on on other military romances, I have loved these military romances. Very sweet. Very nice. Glad. Well, we want to hear about your romance. We want to hear your love story. And if you have ideas or suggestions, we want to hear those too. You should email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. And if you have a moment and you're not doing anything like driving, you want to leave us a review for the show. It would make us absolutely giddy. Me in particular, I will levitate out of my chair. Reviews help us tremendous amounts. Thank you so much for joining us and for listening. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a very lovely happily ever after. with you.